márciusban. Minden hétvége. Fantasztikus zenei hétvége a Sláger Rádióban a Kópüzletlánc támogatásával. Ezen a hétvégén felgördül a függöny, vakítanak a reflektorok. A Sláger Rádió képzeletbeli filmvásznán megelevenednek minden idők legnagyobb filmjeinek legmeghittebb pillanatai. A legizgalmasabb pillanatok. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Sports Talk with Hen and Jack. I mean, I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for for coming here today. You know, we got a great group of guys. They've really they put the put a lot of effort into this. You know, really make it all possible. They got a lot of grit. They got a lot of heart. They show the hits mentality. I mean, I could not be prouder of what we've put together here today. It's it's really special stuff, and we are going to have a lot of fun talking about sports with you guys. So for today, I want to introduce my co-host, Jack. What's up, pimps and players? That's, I like that. And then our producer, Tyler. Shout out to Tyler. Hey there, what's up? And then the very first guest you're ever going to see here on Sports Talk with Hen and Jack. Are you ready for this? We get like a little round of applause or something going. Let's do it. Okay, I'll, I'll play it. We got DLG here today to talk about college football. What's going on, fellas? How's it going? How are we doing tonight? I'm feeling fantastic. Oh, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm psyched. Uh... Yeah, first off, let me just say I couldn't be more honored to be on the inaugural episode of Sports Corner. Yeah, this um, is like, it's, we're very, very honored to have you. You're like the, you're the football expert. I'm, I'm the, I'm the ball knower. I'm the, I'm, well, I, I guess Paul's, but I mean, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm the CEO of Dog Mindset. I'm, uh, and these are all things that people tell me. These, this is not something I'm not self-proclaimed. I'm, this is all, everything that I've heard about myself. I have to agree. It's like, it's like Trump would say. So yeah. Um, it, it, I, I want to say that uh, it's just an honor to be on here with uh, my close personal friends, Jack and Henry, and my new close personal friend, Tyler, uh, just inviting me on the pod as their inaugural guest, uh, especially instead of waiting tens, maybe hundreds of episodes to bring me on, like some other sports podcasts, uh, making me wait my turn behind other guests who don't even really talk or know ball like I do. So yeah, and, and we won't get into that, but I'm, I'm just very appreciative. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to talk about any other like rival podcasts that may have done some uncool things to you in the past. or maybe disrespected this podcast or this whole project. Like this, this is going to be a positive space. We're not going to dwell on like the haters and all those really nasty people that tried to, that said this was never going to happen, you know? Yeah, and let me just let me just just so the audience knows of, of like the big deal this podcast is going to be. Uh, Hen and Jack, and just to, to show the host, the pure hospitality that that uh, these guys are showing toward me as as the first guest. Uh, uh, Hen, Jack, and Tyler sent their own private Learjet to the Dirt Creek Regional Airport right in my hometown, Dirt Creek, South Carolina. That's the first aircraft that's actually been on the runway and so the dirt it's a dirt runway but the Learjet has incredible tires so it worked out uh by the way ESPN gifted them that Learjet in a in a uh 
kind of a maneuver to get them to sign with ESPN. I know I, I'm not trying to talk contract negotiations because I know <laughs> it's still very tight, but it, it's, it's just incredible. Like I got on the Learjet, it got in the air. Then uh, Jack, uh, he was smoking a cigar. He put it out on my forehead and he said, uh, son, are you ready to become a podcasting superstar? And uh, you know me, I'm a little old me. I say, yes, sir, sure am. And uh, he leads me into another darker room in the plane with no windows. And there's a funny looking fella sitting at the end of a long table. Uh, and he's got these dark black menacing eyeballs and curly hair with like kind of kind of like a pink complexion, uh, kind of like a grapefruit com- complexion. He's got on a top hat and some spectacles and he's stroking his little pointy goatee while he's looking at me. And after a few minutes of analyzing me, he leans forward and slides me a contract with gold leaf lettering across uh, across the table and that's when I noticed he had a little spade like tail thought that was kind of funny but anyway anyway he hands me the contract and says sign this my precious boy and you'll receive unimaginable pleasures and power and you know little old me I'm like I ain't much for reading contracts that's for lawyers (laughs) to learn man so I I just watched I just watched balls so uh yeah, I signed it, and soon after we land in O'Hare, we get into the Uber studio. The studio here is immaculate, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad to be in the Big Star Craft Taco and Tequila Studio. That's the, the, the sponsor of the show on top of the Barstool River North building. It's, it's, big, it's, big Star, it's the only the only business we formally entered an agreement with. Well, I we're see are paying, paying them $100,000 a month to be able to rent out this space. Yeah, it's that's... absolutely worth it. I know it's not a video podcast, but it makes the difference that we have this quality sp- space here, you know? Like, people appreciate that. Well, I'm assuming you got that money. I mean, I'm seeing all this promotional material from all the big players in sports business. Like, I see these uh, – there's there's a bunch of um, DraftKings Sportsbook pocket pussies laying around. Uh, so, that's, <laughs> that, that's great. I don't know. Is this a family program? Can I cuss on it? Oh, of, of course. course you can cuss. Okay. This is uh... – Fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, okay, Jack's edgy. We love when Jack gets edgy. Yeah, yeah. Jack's Jack's edgy. I like that. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's the the, the chairs that you have the finest leather gaming chairs in here, and the microphones are all fifteen thousand dollar vintage Neumann mics, uh, from 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 Germany. So uh, yeah, this it's this is immaculate, man. What can I say? You really outdid all the other pod sports podcasts that are based in Chicago. I will say that. We really appreciate that. I mean. It's it has been it's been hard, you know. There have been times we've been putting this together, and we thought to ourselves, "What the heck are we doing here? This is crazy talk. This is who who's gonna who's gonna listen to the people out there? They don't want to hear people really talk about sports now. They want all this garbage, this junk junk food in the form of words, you know. But but I really I have I have a real belief that people are gonna hear this and they're gonna realize, hey, why why are we settling for for a bag of chips when I could have the filet mignon, you know? Right, exactly. Um, so we want to talk some ball. What do we want to, um, are we going to do instant reaction to yesterday? Week I zero of college football? Yeah. I think week zero instant reactions is a great way to kick off our first talk about sports. Yep. And, and I will say, I, I think we're sticking the, from my understanding, I, I know everything about football so not just college but uh you know uh usfl uh taiwanese league football i mean um yeah everything like every every everywhere the sport is played i know about but i think we're sticking to college football because i i hear we might there might be a a famous guest rumored on one of the next couple episodes of talk nfl i'm very excited for that but uh 
We, 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 I won't, I won't, uh, I won't tease that too much. I, that, that's your guys' thing. So let's, uh, yeah, week, for real, yeah, for real, grow for real. Yeah. But, uh, week zero, uh, Scott Frost is the biggest fraud in the world, um, in the history of the world. I think Scott he needs Frost. another year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really just have one thing to say about Scott Frost. No, get those lights off. Oh, <laughs> turn them off. They're too. They're too bright. Turn them off. Yeah, I think that kind of just sums up my feeling with that. But, I mean, as a Minnesota fan, personally, I think he just needs another year, you know? I mean, you never know. It's a shame if you fire coaches too fast. Because, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not a fan of any other team who's gone through a crazy coaching carousel like Tennessee or anything like that. So, maybe just give him one more year and we'll see how it pans out. I think, uh, I think they just need to establish his offense there. Um, he hasn't been there very long. Uh, we know he's an offensive guru. I think we just need to see, uh, see another year. I think we could see his offense cooking next year. I mean, the last time Nebraska fired a head coach too soon, they ended up with Scott Frost. Like, you don't want that to happen again, you know? Yeah. I'm surprised uh, as, a, as, a, as a Minnesota guy, Tyler's so uh, – so welcome to the idea of extending a great coach like Scott Frost because there's a bunch of titans of coaching in that division. I mean, you look at Brent Bielma, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Pat Fitzgerald, uh, Tom Allen. I mean, uh, just all these guys who uh, incredible resumes. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm biased or anything, but um, I'm a real big fan of of Iowa extending their coach. Um, I just really think he's vital to their program. Um, and great, especially really good at bolstering the offense of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, I really think he just needs some more years, and he'll have their offense in perfect shape soon. Ferenc has not been there that long. He needs just – he needs more time to establish his culture, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of hip-hop players out there that they don't appreciate what he's trying to build at Iowa. Yeah, they're still sending snail mail out of Iowa. That's their that's their uh, latest um, technological advance in the communications industry. So they haven't found uh, found um, quarterbacks better than Spencer Patras quite yet. So uh, <laughs> if you give them another fifteen years, I think they might update it to like I don't know, like some kind of Pony Express thing or style of communication system, and maybe they'll find out about like quarterbacks from Texas or something. Yeah, but with the NIL deal, I've heard that they've been handing out bushels of corn to prospective recruits. I think that's a pretty innovative innovative method that they've been using. They've gotten a lot of good offensive linemen from that method as well. Um, a 300-pound man named Bubba. And, I mean, all he's been doing his whole life is working on a farm. So, and I think they're pretty set in that division. Yeah, his, his recruiting strategy of only recruiting at regional Midwestern state fairs have, has produced the greatest, probably the greatest O-line factory in, in college history. So uh, good for him. Got to extend him. Yeah, I respect mm-hmm. the whole approach of just like recruiting offensive linemen who wrestled. Like you saw Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, he beat uh, Tristan or he beat worse in the state tournament and I want to say about like 2017 or 2018. I think they should just keep recruiting wrestlers from Iowa. It seems to be working. You got to stick to the plan. Apparently, uh, the, the, there's some uh, competition at the Iowa State Fair that's uh, called it, it's called like hay bale throwing, and you just I, I mean it's what it sounds like. You just throw a, a a huge bale of hay as far as you possibly can. 
And the record holders are like number one, Tristan, Tristan Wirfs, and number two, Alex Linderbaum. Like those two guys <laughs> like came out of this, almost the same recruiting class and both set the record for it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Number one state fair, arguably, too. You're kind of like the Naruto and Sasuke of Iowa, you know? So week zero, we've also seen some other huge, huge plays. Um, Vandy. I would like to talk about Northwestern. Yeah, congratulations, DLG. Oh, yeah, my Northwestern Wildcats did it. Yeah, I mean, Pat Fitzgerald, what can you say? It's just the luck of the Irish, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. only one team put the flag of the Republic on their helmets, and only one team walked away with the win. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. The first uh, When I was first watching that game, I didn't know the game was in Ireland, and I just thought it was just like a Chicago thing. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're having the Irish hats on. I'm like, damn, I guess, I mean, they call it the River Green, so I guess it makes sense. And it zooms out, and it's very clearly a soccer field. I'm like, oh, damn, I'm just stupid. <laughs> I want to congratulate uh, some of the Northwestern fans, the most notable ones. Those include Darren Ravel, Mike Greenberg, Rachel Nichols, and DLG Drone, Dro- uh, Drone Jock on Twitter. Um, they really what needed about this Shefty win. And yeah, them too. But I think <laughs> Rachel Nichols, Ravel, they need the most recognition. And me, and me. Yeah. I was also I was in the same graduating class at uh, Middle School of Journalism as they were, but I, I actually transferred out. It's not a big deal, but I would have uh, graduated. <laughs> So yeah, I appreciate the um, congratulations. It's uh, I, I think I think our win total of over uh, three and a half games might hit. I think that uh, Wildcats are going to win the Big Ten West. Yeah, even year, even year Northwestern. It's going to be a thing. You, you think? Oh um oh yeah, final game of the season is going to be for the Big Ten West title between Northwestern and Illinois. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think. I actually, um, I, I have like a whole, um, I, you saw me bring in that huge binder um, into the big star studio, podcast studio, oh, but yeah. I have, I have a, um, yeah, I mean, there's papers flowing out and I'm yeah, going, and like, when, you, when you plopped it down on the table, like all of our drinks like fell over and stuff because it was just so forceful. You spilled my goddamn Heineken, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, it, it gets kind of unwieldy. I have so many notes on every college football team, just you know, like way more than that poser, uh, the steel guy who writes the previews. Uh, I, I have way more notes than he does, uh, way more notes than a computer could fit in its measly, uh, you know, memory system. Uh, my brain is just a supercomputer in and of itself for college football. So, um, yeah, I was going to, I was going to, I have like all the, conferences mapped out and I was going to talk about them individually but I wanted to say that uh yeah Big Ten West Illinois definitely one of my dark horses uh I think they're up tempo uh six offensive line jumbo sets will leave the defense unable to get set so um I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of watching what Brett's going to do with that uh with that team now if I'm not mistaken I've heard that since your football mind is so great that every team in the college football uh, power five has entrusted you with their entire playbook um it's pretty pretty large uh accomplishment to be have that have that great football mind on you honestly yeah no it's 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 a huge honor i mean they got tired of um you know they they with the data revolution they got the teams got hoodwinked and taken advantage of because he's i mean 
these uh these college football coaches i mean they're 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 smart guys in their own rights but they're not they're not big data nerds so uh they were handing their book playbooks and you know stats off to you know pff and they were letting some cambodian uh you know minimum wage slave uh run the like run all the data and the playbook stuff and then they decided that wasn't working out because they were going for fourth and 44 uh conversions so um using the PFF data chart. So they, they, they entrusted to me and it's worked out really well, I have to say. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, it's really such a cool job. Can you imagine having a job like that, folks? Yeah. I can't. Paul Feinbaum, he can never do that. Yeah, more I'm, like Paul Feinbaum, I in, my, in my opinion. Do you guys remember that clip of uh, Bomani Jones, uh, <laughs> Paul Feinbaum? <laughs> you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> when he, he was like saying that Bamani wasn't from the South and Bamani's like from Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Bam is like literally a Jewish guy from New York. <laughs> yeah, he like he like lays on a heavy, thick, heavy accent and is like Hank Williams Jr. is personal friends with me. <laughs> I went to his Confederate flag festival in Dirt Creek, Alabama. <laughs> Sister city of my hometown, Dirt Creek, South Carolina. By the way, you're big fans of all Dirt Creeks here on Sports Talk. Yeah, what is it yeah, called Sports Talk uh, or Sports I, Corner? I don't really know the name of this show, but that's not important either. That's not important because because it exists. I don't think anyone has claimed the name Sports Talk, so let's just use that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Dirt what Creek. other games have you guys been watching over this um, this past weekend? FSU, big That's win. Nice. UConn got robbed. Mm. I'm going to say it. Jim Moore Jr. is doing something special there. How so? I didn't watch that game. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit? So, you know, UConn, they've been, like, historically bad the past few years. They got oh, Jim yeah, Moore Jr. there now. UCLA legend, Atlanta Falcons legend. We all love Jim Moore Jr. But, so UConn, they go up 14 nothing over Utah State. And they were, like, 18 point underdogs or something and uh so they go up 14 nothing utah state like answers back you know and then i think at halftime they're up by three or something uconn's up by three and uh but there's this awful no call on this dpi where it would have been like a touchdown like a deep touchdown pass but the defense the corner just tackled the uconn receiver before he could get to the ball, and then they were like, well, it wasn't catchable because he wasn't there. It's like, he wasn't there because he got tackled before he could get there, you know? So that upset me. Mm. And then there was a no call. Or, I mean, they called defensive pass interference against UConn. They basically iced the game in the fourth quarter when it wasn't even pass interference. Really messed up stuff. No. But really, UConn fans, I know there we got a lot of Huskies fans listening to this show. You should You should be proud of your team. They're gonna, they're gonna have a fun year. They're gonna have a fun. The Jim Moore Jr. years are gonna be special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that speech right there. Um, I think Jim Mora, while he's at UCLA, you never really saw him with a great quarterback. Hunley is a bit too hip hop, and Josh Rosen, he's just too stubborn. He's just like kind of hard to deal with in the locker room. He lacks that alpha mentality. We need to see him with a real quarterback. Then we'll know the true Jim Mora. 
Yeah, they were UConn's quarterback. Yeah, there's like something about Josh freshman. Rosen that's just very annoying. I don't know. I can't bump yeah. Him. Yeah, something about his face, his name, the way he talks. You know, it's uh, just something about him. He seems kind of uh, smug and smarmy and, like, conniving, you know? He seems really oh, conniving. I did want to mention that uh, – Again, like uh, these guys, and again, I don't, I don't like the, I don't like the two mowing horn really. But uh, these guys, like Henry, or Henry especially, so far this podcast has uh, really hyped up my college football knowledge. And I'd like to point out that I, I saved him from losing money yesterday by telling him not to bet on Hawaii money money line uh, <laughs> Rainbow Warriors. But and uh, I, 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 it ended up being a good call. Uh, and as I knew it was, uh, I knew it was going to be a good call as soon as I saw. Um, Vandy go to the triple option in the second corner because it if you run the damn ball then you're you're going you're going to succeed I mean that's just it's it's a running sport mm-hmm. everyone's running on the field why wouldn't you just run the ball I don't I don't know so when I saw that I was like man I'm so glad my good friend Henry did not play the Hawaii money line because this is about to be a slaughter yeah, thank you very much for that piece of advice you know when I see Hawaii Rainbow Warriors no matter what no matter what, I'm just always thinking, man, you know, June Jones, like, we got to recapture those glory years. Maybe this will be the year. Yeah, I really think Vanderbilt can kind of come back a little bit and capture the title of third best team in the um, in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll finally be able mm-hmm. to get it out from um, TSU and Tennessee Tech. Yeah, I don't know. There's probably still a ways behind Memphis and Middle Tennessee State, but uh, we'll see. There's a lot to look forward to for the Commodores, for sure. So I was just going to say that uh, we, we, I, I, I do want the Rainbow Warriors football program to succeed, but in the back of my mind, I always remember that Hawaiians are just like uh, Polynesian Mormons, so that kind of it, – it, it's kind of a balancing thing to me. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it, it is always fun to see Hawaii when they're good because uh, they've got a lot of – the football team has a lot of swag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of football teams with swag, um, I don't know if you guys saw it in UNLV. They actually have a turnover slot machine. Oh, so whenever yeah. someone gets the turnover, they have a whole slot machine on the sideline. And the guy gets to pull it, and it always comes up with three in a That's row. Crazy. And that three in a row is the UNLV symbol. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's nothing better in college football. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I get the Vegas mindset in there, and I mean, I think I think they're doing a great job at instilling it. Yeah. Um, also, uh, breaking news that just happened: um, Michael Jackson, King of Pop, dead at fifty. Oh my god! I thought we'd want to. Uh, I thought we'd mention that. If this is like, yeah, I mean, I think we should. Wow. I, this is like our Howard Go Cassell ahead. announcing John Lennon's death moment. You know? Yeah. This is how people are going to find out about this. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was broke to me. I mean, that was I was the first person to know about it. So yeah, this is this is an ex- a sports talk exclusive. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah, um, I didn't know that. Tell yeah, I think I, time. I, I know some of us might want to stop the podcast, but I think we should keep going in his memory. I yeah, think he would want us to keep going. I think so too. I know. I know he was waiting to hear about uh, all my win total bets. So uh, let's in that spirit, yeah. let's just keep this thing rolling. But I just thought I'd mention that because it was shared with me. I also have some sports news. Okay. Jay Wright's actually retiring right before the season starts. Oh my God. Really? I, 
He's a oh. legendary coach over there at Villanova. Yeah, I thought he would leave for an NBA coaching job soon. Man. Wait, who? Jay Wright. Jay Wright. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awful, man. I, I, I would have I never uh, in a million years. Villanova, right? Yeah, my wow. dream school. I just hope that Boogie Cousins doesn't tear his ACL. Yeah, that that is a shame. God, I would yeah, couldn't imagine. Or or if uh, Kobe Bryant was to get into some kind of helicopter accident, I would that would make me so upset. I think in their memory, I think in their memory we need to carry on and uh, lock in some week one predictions. So, who do you have on lock for week one? As as far as like a gambling thing, I I set I set up uh. I, I kind of had in mind like a overall like prediction, season prediction. Yeah, for like an <laughs> overall college. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, some some early week one picks I have is uh, LSU over at Florida State minus three. Um, whoever Tennessee's playing, I think they'll win. Doesn't matter who they're playing, I think they'll win. Whoever Clemson's playing, Georgia Tech, I think they'll win. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean it's it, it's an interesting year to talk about college football because. Well, let's get this out of the way. Alabama will win the title. We don't we, we don't need the men's words or tiptoe around it. They are going to win the title. It's it's an unfortunate reality. By any chance you think this is planned or not? If what's planned? Alabama winning it all each year. I think that Nick um, Saban yeah, plans it. That's fair. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think I think the SEC, uh, the ESP, as I, as I like to call them, E S E C S P N. That's a great uh, acronym. Yeah, I like to think that they rig it for the SEC. By the way, if you're still in contract negotiations with them, you can cut that part out. I'll I'll yeah, say we, so you can. Tyler, can you you can that add part? Yeah, I'll yeah, make sure to bleep that. Okay, for thank sure. you. Okay, cool. You can add back in. Uh, you can like uh, AI my voice or whatever, and say that ESPN is the best company of all time. I have integrity, so I would never say that. Uh, but uh, like on my own accord but if you want to like ai my voice um then that's fine uh but yeah um bama's bama's gonna be uh, bama's probably gonna win um the way i I guess i can do playoff predictions i i I wanted to talk a little bit about each conference but uh um like i mean the the thing about it is the sec west i think is going to be really good this year um Mm -hmm. uh arkansas KJ Jefferson, I mean, player to watch. I mean, yes. he's, he's just a man. I mean, I love six, the hogs. Yeah. 6'3, six, six, 250. Watches Cam Newton highlights before every game. I mean, he's just, he's just an incredible dog mindset player. And uh, Sam Pittman, I mean, he's on the rise. He'll probably be coaching in the pros before too long. It's all, all I got to say. So, I mean, uh, a lot of good teams in the SEC West, obviously. Um, SEC West, or excuse me, SEC East. I did want to touch on. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to talk about Georgia. I think they win the SEC East, but I, but I want to talk about my SEC East dark horse team, and that's the Tennessee Volunteers, which I think Let's is uh, producer Tyler's team. Uh, yeah, wow. um, Hendon Hooker. I mean, just Heisman. one of the best. Lock it in. One Heisman, probably Heisman. If they, yeah, it, every kind of uh, what's I forgot what the quarterback award is baby o'brown or whatever he's winning yeah. that too he's, he's gonna he if he wanted to he could win the Bolitnikov. um he could he can he could do whatever he wants to the sky's the limit with this this kind of talent um elsewhere on tennessee another player to watch cedric tillman very good mm-hmm. big bodied six three wide receiver moves like a smaller guy um they just got in they um 
Josh Heupel, the head coach of Tennessee, just just played, just absolutely bamboozled uh, Lincoln Riley um, of of University of Southern California and got Drew McCoy, who was a former five star wide receiver who just got eligibility to play at Tennessee. So their wide receiver room is just like NFL level, and you you already have one of the best, if not the best, quarterback in in, in the whole damn college football uh, landscape. And so you're putting that together. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm huge on Tennessee. Um, that would be, I mean, I, just like put put your go ahead and put your win total over. But I don't know what it is. I think it's like seven. Go ahead and put it for over. Um, I like them a lot. Uh, Anthony Richardson from Florida, I like a lot. He's really cool. I, I liked it. I liked that his name was AR15. <laughs> he had to change it because I guess I don't know. People in Florida were mad at him. That seems that seems unlikely. I don't know. What, I don't. I don't know what the where the pressure was coming from. Allen Florida, Florida, Florida. I think Robinson was, uh, changed his what, nickname what about, from AR15 when he signed with the Bears because you know, like I thought it was a bad look. I think it was the campus liberals in Gainesville. Honestly, can't really see Tallahassee and Governor DeSantis. Uh, saying to change his name, <laughs> but but who knows? Maybe DeSantis is right. Maybe the liberal the, the liberal pressure from different pockets of academia in uh, Florida. Maybe that's what uh, caused him to change his name. So may, maybe he's right. Cancel culture is real. So um, yeah, that's that's something that another play I wanted to shout out from the SEC East. Uh, he he does play for USOC. So and and uh, for, so University of South. Carolina, which I, I call you suck because there's a there's a better team called USC in California that actually wins titles and stuff. I mean, they still <laughs> are frauds too, but but you suck is an even bigger fraud. And they have a player named Jaheim Bell I like a lot, who's a smaller tight end, but like super athletic. And their coach is planning to use him like a when one of those like hybrid Debo Samuel motion roles where he's getting the ball in, in the backfield and just like, you know, taking it to the house. So check be on the lookout for him. Um very, very good player. Um, can I talk about Clemson now? <laughs> yes. No, I have one question about the SEC. How do we feel about Will Levis this year? Oh. Uh, I know. I know. I think I know what Tyler's going to say. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan, but yes, I, let's let's get the slander out of the way first. I mean, you know, he's Kentucky. They always lose to Tennessee, so I mean, I don't. Uh, he doesn't really concern me. They're just going to be. You know, probably ranked 20 to 25 throughout the whole season. It's going to be pretty good. Kentucky fans are going to talk smack. And then when they inevitably lose to Tennessee, they're going to say that they're a basketball school until the basketball season rolls around and they lose in the SEC tournament to Tennessee. So we'll have to see what happens. But that's kind of my prediction for him right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's you know very accurate. They're, Kentucky is just kind of a fraudulent basketball school. and and therefore an even more fraudulent football school so um that's that, that's not uh that's that that's what i have that's my projection too so um yeah uh will levis though i mean just fun player to watch what can you say he just uh it, it's sad that he plays on such a fraudulent team is all, all i can say probably should have transferred to a better team yeah and honestly i think they're kind of doing a disservice their name by not running the wildcat offense more um I mean, they're the Wildcats. Right. They, I, I think they should be legally obliged to do it. All we've gotten was the Lynn Bowden year where they they played a wide receiver quarterback. That was cool. <laughs> but uh, that, I get, I mean, that was also like their best year if I remember, like recently. So yeah. you got to go back oh, yeah. to that. You got to return to the well. 
Mm-hmm. And I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, they so, also lost to Tennessee that year as well. Yep, it seems it seems to be quite the trend. Uh, When's the last time they beat Tennessee? I'm not sure. It has to be quite a while. Um, not exactly sure off the top of my head. I just, you know, growing up in Knoxville, you just are used to, okay, well, Tennessee is going to beat Vanderbilt. And they're going to beat Kentucky. Um, who else are they going to beat? Maybe no one because they had, um, you know, sundowning Philip Fulmer, um, <laughs> good old Pruitt, you know. Man, it's not been it's not been a good time over in Knoxville for quite some time. Um, it's very fun to see Heupel in his role and actually getting things rolling, um, and you know, being free of certain other quarterbacks who I won't name for, in favor of Hinton Hooker. Um, it's been a huge, huge, huge boon to just finally um, bench his ass. I do want to throw out. Uh, so wins. I pulled up Wikipedia. The last time. Uh, Tennessee lost to Kentucky was 2020, but remember that was COVID year. So, uh, yeah, so that, yeah, that, year, that year doesn't count. Doesn't <laughs> count. Yeah, in 2017, that was uh, that that was the, the time before that, and that was uh, that was uh, right after the election, I guess, or like the year after the election. So Tennessee was still mad that Trump got elected. So let's, yeah, let's not count that either. Yeah, I mean. All those mega chuds in Kentucky were all riding high still. And, you know, the good people of Knoxville, Tennessee, were still mourning the loss that the nation had undergone just a year prior. 2011, Kentucky won, but you have to remember what happened that fall, which was Occupy Wall Street. It was really big on Knoxville <laughs> and its community. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I have inside sources saying that the um, Golden Corral flag was actually at half-mast during that game. Which <laughs> um, really, really had a hard time for the players themselves as well. Exactly. That was also uh, was that was that a uh, Butch Jones era? I think that might oh. have been Butch Jones era. So yeah, uh, I'm not actually sure. I've kind of mentally just blocked off the entire <laughs> Butch Jones era, and I just don't remember most of it. Um, which is kind of as a way of coping, mostly. Dude, I'm, that's crazy. I'm looking at Wikipedia, and uh, Bush Jones was there for like five or six years, and like Kentucky yes. didn't win any of those. <laughs> they, they won like one game against y'all. That's cra- how do you not beat Bush Jones? That's like <laughs> he had yeah. uh, he had Alvin Kam- Kamara come through his program and still was going like 500. I mean, it's just uh, an awful coach. Yeah, he also um, there is a huge fight in the Tennessee locker room because Alvin Kamara wanted to play running back, but Bush Jones didn't think he'd be a very good running back. Um, He's forced to play wide receiver <laughs> until you know he got drafted to the NFL and now he's like a star wide re- or a star running back. It's like okay, dude, like whatever you say, brick by brick, motherfucker. I'll say free Alvin Kamara. All right, I'll say it if no one else will. Yeah, free him from the Aints. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he's probably second or third best quarter or best running back in the NFL right now, honestly. I think Jonathan Taylor is a little bit overhyped. Um, oh, no, I'm, I'm a Jonathan Taylor fan. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty good. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's going to be able to keep up his his stats this year. Um, although the, he had an amazing season last season. 
if Carson Wentz didn't uh, totally blow the last two games of the season, Jonathan Taylor could have won MVP. I think they could have gone to the Super Bowl if they made the playoffs that year. They're yeah. a sleepy uh, sleeper team. Yeah, that's what I don't get about the Colts. Every year, someone's like, okay, they're going to make the Super Bowl. They're going to win the division. They never do. And people are like, well, I think, you know, if they if they made the playoffs, they'd make the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> they couldn't even make the playoffs. Like, what's going on here? All right, we're getting a little off topic. Should we move on to Clemson now? Yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about everyone's favorite Chud coach, Dabo Sweeney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was gonna, I was gonna just uh, briefly touch on the ACC. Um, Clemson's gonna win the ACC. I mean, that's already been decided. I mean, people wanna, people wanna talk shit about us and say, oh, you, uh, you, your quarterback, your five star quarterback's awful. Yeah, so what? We won ten games still. I don't. I mean, who cares? I mean, just we went, went, we went ten and three. We. Uh, Played Georgia closer than any team other than Bama last year. Um, all the defense is coming back other than uh, Andrew Booth, who was incredible, but we're replacing him with Nate Wiggins. He's going to be sick. I mean, guys named Wiggins are having a massive year, and we're, uh, we're, we're starting yeah. a cornerback name with the last name of Wiggins. So just go ahead and do the math there, all you uh, analytics casual nerds. Um, yeah, so basically um, – yeah, Clemson's probably going to end up winning it. Um, players to watch, Will Shipley, Phil Moffa. We have a 6'2", 240-pound running back who runs a 4'6", who's just going to, like, decimate all the weak ACC defenses, all the brittle bone ACC defenses. And uh, um, Brian Brzee, super good. He's going to be like J.J. Watt if J.J. Watt wasn't a fraud and got injured all the time. Uh, don't check to see what happened to Brian Brzee on the injury front last year. That's not important. But um, anyway, he's he's great. Every basically every it's it's a crazy it's a stat. See, this is this is what differentiates uh what I offer college football teams from what like say like PFF or a fraudulent casual analytic company would. I use human stats. So like I watch the film and I grind the film. And what I see is my proprietary stat stat is uh being is uh holds per snap hps on defensive players and uh brian Brzee's holds per snap is uh every snap he gets held every snap it still, <laughs> it still gets uh sacks and tackles for losses uh constantly so yeah great player to watch trent simpson uh he's he's probably going to be a for all you nfl draft twitter nerds uh he's probably going to be a first round pick he's amazing amazing athleticism uh, amazing instincts uh outside linebacker gets off the ball so rocket fast and uh he's uh i think his nickname i can't remember if it's it's the predator or the terminator i really hope it's the terminator because the predator and, and clemson's not i don't like that at the current moment <laughs> <in history. laughs> but, <laughs> uh, so like uh, yeah i'm pretty sure it's one of the two but yeah he's he's incredible um but m- most importantly i don't i don't care if you want to fade clemson or whatever um I'm speaking to the audience i know all you guys are on my team but uh, speaking to the audience, uh, if you want to fade Clemson, that's fine by me. But do not do not buy an NC State. They are total frauds. Don't buy the hype. Dave Doran will will crumple like he did last year. He couldn't beat Wake Forest, a team that that uh, has a, you know a student body population that's super small. They pay the coach like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. They they have the like fiftieth recruiting class every year. Just I mean, it, it, NC State is just a total fraud paper tiger do not buy that hype but if you do want to buy buy some hype buy louisville or, or, or 
is that uh is is that one of the teams you hate tell or I'm, I'm not sure if we're supposed to be slandering them or not no i mean louisville's pretty good for me because i mean they're my they're my you know they have an in common enemy so yeah, enemy of my enemies my friend yeah okay, exactly great. They're my dark horse in the ACC. I again, I, I think it's a lot. It's it it will be a lot that Clemson wins the ACC. But if they were to slip in the Atlantic, I could see I could see enough chaos because of how fraudulent NC State is and how fraudulent Florida State is that uh, Louisville can sneak in there. They they brought back their whole offensive line pretty much. Uh, I think they've got like multiple NFL future NFL starters on their offensive line. Plus Malik Cunningham, who I just drafted in. Um, the inaugural uh, football chat college football fantasy league, which uh, um, host co-host Jack is in. Um, I just I just drafted Malik Cunningham. He's going to be he's basically the great value Lamar Jackson, which is still that's no slight to him. Lamar Jackson is one of the greatest athletes to play the sport, uh, but that 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 still makes for an amazing college player. Um, outside of Louisville, uh, Syracuse is going to suck again. They're also frauds, but you should check out Sean Tucker because he's sick. He's going to he's going to go pretty high in the draft. I think he's a great running back. So, uh, ACC Coastal, I don't even think I really need to talk about. I mean, uh, Miami's probably going to win it, but like th- that team is just a garbage pile of frauds and phonies. I mean, uh, UVA is being coached by Tony Elliott, who was at Clemson. He's a fraud. Uh, UNC Mac. Mac Brown sundowning. I mean, I hate to say it because I like Mac Brown, but he's sundowning. Uh, not not going to be good. How could he not win the ACC when he has Sam Howell under center and I know. since having a down year? Yeah. yeah. In the words of QBFR, how is this not destiny? <laughs> it, it, and yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I do I do want to shout out uh, UNC cornerback Storm Duck. Not only has he does he have a cool ass name, but he's also a good player. So be on the lookout for him. Uh, yeah. So I pretty much pick Miami to win that. I really don't care. People are picking Pitt to like win it. I don't. Uh, that's not gonna happen. Uh, oh, BC. I don't see what's the deal with Pitt. Honestly. What about BC? You talked about every team. Preview? You've talked about every team here except for BC. <laughs> We, we Jack were wants the BC fans to get their due. <laughs> We've got a yeah. I forgot. Uh, uh, Jack is a spiritual masshole, so yeah, that that makes sense. I come um, from a BU family, to be fair, but I think they deserve some that's recognition. Like a yeah, but I just think I don't know. They're the one Boston team, college football team. You know. So who cares? Yeah, I don't. The Boston, Boston's a pro sports town. Unfortunately, I mean, I have to hand them give them credit for that unfortunately but yeah um they uh boston college has just never been relevant shout out the producer to aj dylan though he rules yeah he does so did andre williams back in the day uh, yeah. so did uh current bears gm ryan poles oh yeah he went to bc yeah he was yeah. a guard there can you cut that out where i didn't know ryan poles went to bc <laughs> yeah, of course <laughs> okay thank you um Okay, uh, we really don't – we probably don't really need to talk about the other conferences. I mean, we already kind of brushed on the Big Ten. Ohio mm-hmm. State probably wins that, but I, I, I you hope think, not. Uh, you think I USC hope. is ready this year with Lincoln Riley, or is it going to take another year? No, I think Stinkin' Riley doesn't have what it takes this year, oh. but he'll probably get them. Yeah. Um, I think Utah probably wins it this year. Utah's got a really solid team. Um, uh, the other, I mean, Oregon's kind of fraudulent, but I do encourage everyone who's not familiar with college football that's listening to the podcast to 
turn on an Oregon game this year because you will get the delight of seeing Bo Nix play football. And it is oh, going to be. Oh, I forgot he's there now. Yeah, it's it's so funny, dude. Like, yeah, like he's already funny enough in the SEC because his name's Bo Nix. But like, yeah. it, but in in Pac-12 land, I mean, that's just going to be a completely different complexion for him. I, yeah. I, I, um, I do want to spend time because the Pac-12 is kind of a fraud, fraud conference. Uh, but I do want to spend time uh, talking about Washington State quarterback Cam Ward, who's the coolest player in college football. Everyone should go watch yes. him. He's yep. uh he he was on um he was uh he was on a uh, he. Also follow him on Instagram because he'll post like cool updates. He was on IG Live like a month ago, flying an airplane and saying like, "I'm the first man with G Fezos to fly an airplane." <laughs> this is incredibly cool, man. Um, him and his there's a there's a guy he uh, he he transferred from uh, one of those like Bible schools in Texas, Incarnate Word, um, and his coach came with him, and they run like a really fun, high up tempo offense. Not not fraud air raid like leech runs but like something more exciting um and they also have this receiver named Dijon Stri- I don't his name's he's got a z in it so I don't really know how it's like almost like Chinese or something but it's Dijon Stribling and uh yes very good wide receiver uh also check him out big guy uh yeah it, it, that's gonna be a fun team to watch this year um so yeah that's that's the Pac-12 for you but Big 12 I mean who are we thinking who, who what who do we think wins the Big Twelve? I'm just wondering before I say my pick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go all in on Texas. I think Sark's got it. <laughs> I think I'm I like going that. With OK State. Uh, I like Oklahoma. I like. Uh, I'm in agreement with Jack. Oklahoma Venables gets it done this year. Uh, I I would pick. I think the dark horse is again going to be Baylor, but I guess they're not really a dark horse because they won it last year because Dave Aranda is the smartest coach in football, but. Venables is like top five, so and he's got the talent this year. So I think first year he he wins the conference. Um, so lock lock that in. Hmm. But yeah, that's that's my big. I don't think we need to spend too much time talking about the Big Twelve unless you want to talk. <laughs> yeah. Unless you want to talk about. Well, I do. I do want to mention um, Quinn Quinn Ewers. Kenny Powers. Quinny Powers is going to be the man. He actually, as much as people like to slander Texas, and I totally understand it. He's 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 gonna rock. I mean, I don't know if he's gonna be good, but if you watch college football because you want the players to be good, then you're doing it wrong. You need you need to watch fun players. They're, yeah, they're like, just a ton. Spencer Petrus is one of the most amusing players in college football history. Right, Spencer Radler. I mean, great great <laughs> player. To, great co- yeah. any place for you suck now. It's just gonna be perfect. Um, like that's how I that's how I ended up getting high on, or uh, becoming uh, high on Malik Willis as a prospect was like I was watching Liberty games I was like this guy I don't think he has it put together yet but he's just an insanely fun player to watch I don't I don't yeah. know if Quinn Ewers can equal the great heights of Malik Willis but he's cool he has a mullet he uh he apparently was zanned out of his mind uh in his high school state championship game and lost it because he was just like too bored out. So yeah, just, just <laughs> oh, someone who I have immense respect for. Yeah. I think he does not. I think he's much better than trust fund arch arch Manning, but I think he'll be a fraud in a few years. Just from back score watching arch Manning seems like he's absolutely terrible. Oh yeah. We like to back score watch uh, high school football players here. Yeah, it's an important yeah. part of this podcast. He had like Josh Rosen numbers yesterday. I know he had like a rushing touchdown, but through like I think he had like a fifty percent completion or 
it was like a completion percentage of about 50%. Like, that's fraudulent. Really? He's playing in Louisiana. Like, come on. Like, you should be doing better. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he, he should be. I don't know. He, the, the Mannings are enough like the Clintons in uh, <laughs> of, of football in, like, a, more ways than just on the field, let's just say. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, they, they – um, I, I, I kind of just think that he'll he'll be good just based off of that. But I, I understand the emphasis to slander him. It would be very funny if he just like sucked. <laughs> like, yeah. I like because like even like Cooper was good. He just got injured. It would be funny if he just like, was flat out bad. <laughs> I think uh, Manning's are more like the Bushes, and he could say Arch Manning is like Jeb Bush's son, George P. Bush, who's like a failure of a politician, even worse than Jeb. Like the highest position he's held is land commissioner of Texas. <laughs> Isn't he like a fifty-year-old Mexican guy now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he tried to run for attorney general, but he failed massively. I mean, say what you will about uh, about Trump, but he did kill the Bush, uh, the Bush dynasty forever. Yeah, yeah, that that was really good. I guess. Uh... I, I'm not sure who will, I guess Brent Venables will fill that role as like the, the Trump role of killing the, cutting off the head of the Manning dynasty. So um, with uh, simulated zone pressures, so, and creeper blitzes. So that, that, that'll, um, we'll have to look forward to that. Yeah. Um, and I guess, so we wrapped up the, the conference play. I, I do want to uh, touch on my playoff predictions um yeah. and i think i think everyone should give their playoff predictions is it, is it cool if i start i know i'm the guest and, yeah go ahead. Uh, you go go ahead. Okay. okay uh number one i've got bama uh I, I think they're gonna win the whole thing unfortunately will anderson's too good he's gonna get a sack every possession and uh oh first off let me say players not the watch this year in college football i've been telling you about a bunch of players to watch players not the watch bryce young number one do not watch mm-hmm. him he's, oh, he's, yeah. he's a total fraud he's 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 the size of like tutu atwell and for some reason the crooked nfl media draft twitter wants to hype him as the next uh i don't know uh I don't, I'm trying to think of a good quarterback who you can even cop him to. I mean, I like Kyler Murray, but I understand he gets slandered a lot. But like, he's just yeah. like uh, he's just like Drew Brees, right? Yeah, he's supposed to be like Drew Brees, who you know, uh, if if a player gets comp to Drew Brees, that's great because that just means he's going to find one of the smartest offensive coaches of all time. He's going to get to play in a dome. He's going to get he's going to get drafted to the team that successfully navigates the cap every year through fraud. I mean, yeah, there's just so much you want from a Drew Brees style prospect. So, um, yeah, um, I've I've got Bama. Will 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 Anderson's gonna and Jameer Jameer Gibbs, who is like runs like a he must run like a four three. He's he's just so insanely fast. He transferred from Georgia Tech. Um, like I, I'm a big fan of those guys, especially um, their wide receiver Trayshawn Holden. He's good too. Um, deceptively fast, big wide receiver, like kind of like a great value Cedric Tillman. Uh, but I'm not going to compare him to the great Cedric Tillman. Uh, but uh, I have them number one uh, in the final college football playoff poll. I think they'll be the number one seed um, and eventually went out and take take it home. Unfortunately, number two, I have Ohio State. Unfortunately, again, I don't. I don't uh, I'm trying to be correct here and not fun because uh, I, I, I there is audio documentation of me saying these things, and I don't want to yeah. look like an idiot. Uh, the, the, another player not to watch Bryce Young he can't move in the pocket uh, 
He's being carried by his Mickey Mouse offense with his NFL star receivers. Player two watch on Ohio State, Marvin Harrison. He's going to be the best player in that class, I think, at wide receiver. So, uh, anyway, they're number two. Number three, Utah. I have the, I have the Utes making the playoffs. Oh, I, think oh, I like this. I like them, too. 11 and one. They're going to be 12 and one when they take Link Stinkin' Riley's soul and his uh, fake hip-hop air raid offense. Um in the Pac-12 championship. So I have them at number three. Cam Rising is going to show out as their quarterback. Um, number three, Utah. Then uh, number four, I got my Tigers. I got to say, I think I think we're going to win out in the ACC. We'll probably beat fraudulent Notre Dame. And we might not be good enough to be in the playoffs, but the record will – I mean, we're, we're, we're a household name. The, the college football playoff committee, they love Dabo. What can you say? I think they'll put us in if we're 12-1 and one or 13-0. and 0. So that's who I have as my four. Yeah, I think this might be the one of the few years that Notre Dame doesn't make the playoffs because just looking at different schedules for Notre Dame over the years, they usually stack all of their like difficult opponents at the beginning of the year. So by the end of the year, the media usually says like, oh, they played them early on. They didn't have everything figured out yet. But this year they do play Clemson pretty late and they play USC pretty late. Um, Notre Dame feels like one of those teams that has to have two losses to even be considered to be taken out of the playoffs. So I really don't think they're going to make it this year. Um, I think they're going to lose to both USC and Clemson. Um, and not OSU that I trust probably. Lincoln Miley that much. Yeah, they play OSU week one, too. Oh, damn, yeah. They're, I can see a trap there. game. Do you guys see the trap game? Like Notre Dame is the trap game for no, OSU? No, I see versus Stanford. Oh. And a big game oh, against Tanner oh. McKee, future NFL quarterback. I can oh. see him leading yep. the way. They got a good tight end too. Yeah, I, I like Stanford Lodge to trap play. You give up. I keep thinking this is a uh, what? What is it? Um, around the horn, and I'm giving Jack a plus one for, for that comment. <laughs> like the media kinds of that shit. No, hold, uh. hold on, hold on a second. Let's not uh, let's not go that far, bud. Uh, no one hears Mina, but we all love Mina. Let's yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. So who do y'all have in the playoffs? Let's hear it. Jack, you want to go first? Sure. I got four. I got Georgia win football in the trenches. I think they're going to be good enough this year. They'll lose in the SEC championship, but I think that uh, they'll be forgiven for that. Jalen Carter is going to be a junior this year. We get another another year of him. He's going to get on the top five. I think that defensive line is going to dominate once again, but – they're just not going to be the level of Alabama is three. Have you watched Jalen Carter, Jack? Yeah, I think he's really he's, it's going to be. He's good so good. Him. He reminds me of Jordan Davis. I thought you'd like him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just like, he's like baby Jordan Davis in fact. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I just wanted to point that yeah. out. Yeah. Three. I got DLG's Clemson Tigers. I think Davis Sweeney's here for a revenge year. I think he's going to prove all the haters wrong. Um, even the rose emojis on Twitter wrong. Number two, uh, I got uh, shit, Ohio State. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that Mickey Mouse offense, as DLG talked about, I think that, yeah, I think Stroud's CJ has a good enough offense where they'll dominate the Big 12. No one's really, or Big 10, no one's going to really be able to cover those receivers. And I think they'll eventually just fall short to Alabama. Alabama can't go two years without a championship, so they're going to win it all this year. Okay. So for me, number one, we're all in agreement here. Alabama's the number one team in the country. Oh. 
I mean, uh, as much as it hurts to say, I like Alabama. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. no, I'm not like you know. I respect. I don't that. have strong loyalty to a college football team that's ever been hurt by Alabama, so I have no reason to dislike Alabama. You know. Yeah, I thought you were yeah. gonna say you actually like where you like a Loki Bama fan. I was gonna be like, not Brady and Bama. Come on, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, number two, separating from you guys, I got the University of Michigan. JJ McCarthy's winning that starting job. Jim Harbaugh is riding high over the overturn of Roe v. Wade. It's Let's too go. perfect. <laughs> okay, number uh, three. This is tough, but I think. For number three, I'm going to go Clemson. I think they're going to have a solid bounce back here. I think the rest of the ACC is kind of going to take a step back, you know. I mean, like, when we, we were going over the ACC preview, who, who there is on Clemson's level? Thank you. That's okay. what I'm trying to tell these people. And the fourth spot, it's tough for me to make this call because neither of these teams are probably going to make the playoff or even win their conference. I think I'm going to have to go with the Texas Longhorns. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's a curveball. Bijan Robinson for Heisman. Sarkeesian's Sarkeesian really going to learn how to coach in one year. <laughs> Caleb yes. Williams season. Quinny Powers at 4,000 yards. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Henry? Oh, I so like he's that. He's have four thousand yards, and then Bijan Robinson's gonna have two thousand yards. Wow, that's I feel like that hadn't happened that often in college football. But I, I, <laughs> yeah, I like have that a two thousand yard rusher and a four thousand <laughs> yard pass. <laughs> you have to really play an up tempo offense for that, but yeah. uh, I'm sure Sark can figure that out. Yeah, if only Sark, had Sark, a hypo. Sark has like Sark does like bullet time, so uh, for, for various reasons, but yeah. But yeah, I like that a lot, and I'm I'm glad you're brave enough to pick Michigan. Uh, that that would have been my pick if I didn't uh, have to admit that Ohio State had a Mickey Mouse recruiting pool and would probably win. But I like that pick a lot. Thank you, thank you. They're repeating. Michigan's returning to Big Ten dominance. Let's bring back those Bo Nose shirts. You know, just a little nostalgia for everyone. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, I guess for mine, um, it's going to be kind of difficult. I, I mean, Alabama is going to make it number one. Um, I don't know. To me, I'm kind of a college football cabal truther. So, like, Bama's going to make it no matter what. Um, I mean, even if they lose two games, whatever. So, I, I definitely think Bama's going to make it and probably even win the championship, to be honest, because I don't see them losing – it after last year especially they seem a lot better this year um and for my number two that's gonna be kind of hard um i really do think it could be uh ohio state again um as much as i don't want it to be ohio state i'd rather it be michigan um but i really do think that ohio state's gonna do something there for my third pick though is where i kind of get different from you guys i'm actually gonna go ahead and take texas a&m um, oh, I think Big Jimbo is going to do it. Um, I really do. I <laughs> I could see I mean, two SEC teams in the playoffs. Yeah, I could see two SEC teams. Basically, every year I try and pick yeah. the college playoff championship. I think of one um, one Big Ten team, two SEC teams, and one other team because it seems like it's kind of just the formula. Um, 
So I'm going to go ahead with Texas A&M there. They seem like the second best SEC team. They're um, loaded. I like it. Yeah, they have a really good recruiting class, but I'm kind of my only concern right now is with Jimbo. Um, I, I don't know if he's hey, that good of a coach, but I, I mean, they have the talent for it. They got Durkin this year, too, first year's defensive coordinator. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bring them the discipline. Um, Jimbo is one of only four active coaches to win a title. So that's, uh, you know, that's really good. Or yeah. to win an FBS title, the guy at Kansas State won a bunch of FCS titles with Scott Frost won the <laughs> national championship. But it was oh, that's one of five. Sorry, yeah, you're right, Andrew. One of five. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I am, but it is just a side note. But I'm so glad Tennessee hired Hypel instead of Scott Frost. Like oh that God. could have been the worst timeline <laughs> possible. Is if you switch those two picks. <laughs> When I was in the Nebraska game last year, Nebraska was down by a lot. And this one dude somehow got into the student section. He was wearing like, you know, the stereotypical Big Ten checkered Nebraska overalls. And he was screaming, Shay. He was just like, Trump 2020, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> and like he got kicked out because he was too drunk. And he was like, he spat on a he spat on a chick who was yelling too loud from Minnesota. Like <laughs> Was so it they do have to respect their fan base a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I actually think it was. Um, yeah, no, I think about it. Yeah, it was kind of weird because um, he was saying in the group chat, he's like, yeah, I'm at the Minnesota game, and I was a few rows in front of him, but I didn't really know him at that point, so I didn't want to say anything, you know? He drove all the way there for a hinge date, and she didn't show up, so he had to go by himself. Yeah, he found he actually found her, and she was wearing the Minnesota overalls, the gopheralls, instead of <laughs> – <laughs> you know the big 10 overalls which were a slightly different colorway so i mean he spat on her he got kicked out you know normal stuff for a big 10 football game but my fourth pick is definitely probably going to be clemson um i Let's yeah go. i think they're going to make it um i think they're going to be with a four seed but um i think alabama is going to win probably most of their games except for they're going to lose against Texas A&M, Texas a and is probably going to, I don't know, maybe Ohio State's actually going to take the one seed and Clemson's going to beat them for the one seed. And then Bama is going to lose to Texas A&M in a regular season and Bama will get revenge in the college football playoffs. So I think I'm going to rock with that for now. Um, but it's really just very difficult after week zero. Like there's so much unknown. You can't really watch teams and be like, okay, you're fraudulent. Like you're very clearly fraudulent, you know? Yeah. There, there, I mean, there are definitely teams uh, before week zero even happens that you can say, oh yeah, you're going to be fraudulent, such as the Nebraska corn Huskers who I decided to use a yeah. $25 free bet on minus 13 <laughs> for some reason. Um, shout out the, um, shout out the Twitter user gamercop 69 for uh, hyping them up for me. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, that, <laughs> Not uh, not great. So yeah, there 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 are definitely a few teams, but not many that you want to label as outright frauds from week zero. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, yeah, Nebraska. You can you can never really trust, honestly. I do feel like I have a little bit of a special bond with them, being a Tennessee fan, born in Knoxville. It's like, yeah, we were both good in the '90s before I was born, and now we both kind of suck now. But at least Tennessee's doing something with it. Tennessee's got a bright future ahead with that with Hendon Hooker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the most frustrating parts about being a Tennessee fan was some of those years with Butch Jones, where they had a lot of NFL players and they just couldn't put anything together at all. Um, 
just frustrating seeing all these guys going to the NFL, usually playing a different position, a la Cam or Camara, um, just seeing him play a different position than Bush Jones insisted they play in college and then seeing him shine somewhere else. It's like, oh my God, like there's so much wasted potential. And I think we're pretty good. Um, the last thing I want to hear from you guys real quick before we introduce our field reporter. Um, I want to hear the first coach you think is going to be fired and your Heisman predictions. Um, you want to start, DLG? Uh, kind of putting me on the spot, but uh, I think both answers are probably going to be pretty obvious. Uh, one, I mean, for co first coach, I don't know which coach is going to get fired the first but the coach who has the hottest hot seat's got to be scott frost i mean i like, like i mean i don't know what what more you can say i mean you can't can't beat northwestern who like i don't i mean I, who i love and that's my alma mater but anyway uh <laughs> like all like just an awful start onside kick and three and I, I did make this joke um on a phone call with my mom earlier though He's apparently like what three and seventeen in one score games. Three right? and oh yeah, 25? three and seventeen in one yeah. score, and then three yeah. and twenty one in games where they trail at halftime. Yeah, so, so three three and seventeen in one score games. You'd think that that would have to turn around for most coaches, where you'd think there'd be like positive regression, so you may, might keep him uh, just don't, just based on the laws of averages. But um, I wouldn't trust keeping a coach who wants to onside kick it after getting a go-ahead touchdown and getting all the momentum. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to pick him for coach that gets fired first. I mean, there will there will absolutely probably be someone in like conference US, USA at like UAB who gets fired for some weird sex shit. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think Scott Frost will probably be the first guy to get hired or fired for football reasons. I think it's buyout. Um, I think Jack posted this in chat the other day, but his buyout drops to like half in Indiana. Like I think the Indiana game, so he'll probably yeah. lose that. He'll probably lose that and then uh, get fired. Uh, Hosman, I've got, um, I've got, I've got my boy KJ Jefferson. Uh, I've got my guy KJ Jefferson. He's gonna win Hosman. I'm, I'm putting it down right now. KJ Jefferson for Hosman. That's a bold put. Bold choice, and I really enjoy it. I well, think I mean, the Hogs are going to be special this year. Yeah, I mean, it's it. It'll probably be. I mean, I'm I'm talking about the people's Heisman. The, who yeah. will win the Heisman is Bryce Young because this is a fraudulent. Uh, hey, C.J. Stroud could also win it. Yeah, the <laughs> the deep state college football uh, uh, awards committee will def and AP voters will definitely vote one of those two guys as Heisman. But the pe real people's Heisman will be KJ Jefferson. So. I've got him. Okay, Jack, your your uh your picks. Um, I kind of like uh, yeah, obviously Scott Frost is on the hot seat, but I think he needs another year, so I'm gonna go with Mike Norvell of Florida State. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's who I'm I going think, with too. Yeah, FSU could be back this year, but I don't know. I don't really see it with him. I don't like the vibes of this year for Florida State. And then for Heisman, I think this is the year that a defensive player wins. Will Anderson Jr. takes the Heisman this year. Ooh. Mm. Wow. I would love that. I think I think that's the smart money gamble in play, by the way, if you're still doing player futures. But while Will Anderson at plus a thousand odds, 
Yep, that's my parlay with the Seahawks making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> we, you see how we walked it back from Seahawks winning the Super Bowl to Seahawks making the <laughs> No, I said seed. going to the Super Bowl. Big okay. <laughs> Yeah, huge difference for the Seattle Seahawks between winning the Super Bowl and getting there. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for me, I personally have Mike Norvell also being fired first. I think he's an awful coach and FSU has too much money to just not buy him out before Scott Frost. But I do think both of them are going to be fired throughout at some point throughout the season. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I have too much faith in Nebraska, but I really don't think that they're going to make it that far. Um, and then for Heisman pick, I've bet money on this plus 5,000 Hendon hooker, baby, their offense. I feel like lends themselves the best to a Heisman victory. I mean, you know, I think the average time of possession offense per drive for Tennessee was like two and a half minutes, maybe like it's just so many yardage and touchdowns that he can throw. It's, I mean, I, I mean, I just kind of am going with that, even though it's not really a favorite by any means, but I mean, you know, the offense lends itself. I think Tennessee is going to be better than expected. I think Tennessee is probably going to have a 9-10 win team with losses to Bama um, and probably some easy team. And then all the Tennessee fans are going to say that they should that um, Heifel should be immediately fired because he runs too hip-hop of an offense and that they pay too much money for him and all the players are, you know, like thugs or whatever. And then I do think their other loss is probably going to be to, I don't know, actually, I could see them <laughs> losing. Uh, yeah, probably just two games, actually. I, I do think maybe, you know, Georgia, they're not going to be Georgia, but I was originally going to say that they're going to be Florida, but I think it's finally time that Tennessee took back a game in the rivalry. Also think Tennessee is going to be Pitt anyway. Um, Pitt's kind of fraudulent without Kenny Pickett, to be honest. Um, I don't see how they're ranked 17, so. Uh, I don't understand that either. Yeah. So, for first coach fired, you know, you guys both said Scott Frost, Norvell. I'm going to go with, uh, just so we don't all say the same thing, shake it up. I'm going to say uh, Brian Harson. All that weird stuff that was coming out when our Auburn was trying to fire him a few months ago, I think that it's going to boil to the surface again and he's going to get ousted. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. And for Heisman, um, Ryan Holinsky. He's the most efficient quarterback in college football. Simple as that. Yeah, for me, it was Will Anderson or Hall of Northwestern. He really showed up yesterday. Oh, yeah. I mean, Evan Hall. Evan Hall. Evan Hall. What is Evan Hall, I think? Yeah. Evan Hall. (laughs) 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 Yeah, he finds the hole. We love Evan Hall. Yeah, yeah, I like the I like the penetration that Hole gets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, so I think that's it for our predictions, right? I think so. I think yep. that yeah, we have I think, a bikini battle correspondent. Yeah, I think he's giving us a call right now. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I I don't know if you can hear my ringtone or not, but I think he's coming in right now. Yo. Oh, hello. What's up? Is there a SpongeBob going on? Come yeah, on. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think he's recording okay. live from Bikini Bottom. Am Wait. I right, Taylor? You know, fuck sports, dude. Whoa. Dude, Whoa. I hate jocks. I hate jocks. <laughs> They're always 
jocks, all they do is push you around and make you suck them off in the locker room. So Sounds like you got stuffed in a locker in high school. We didn't make you suck us off. You realize that, right? You, you volunteered. <laughs> I mean, you, I spent, well, when Jack fucking cornered me in his office, that was, that's something. Okay, yeah. we didn't All right, let's that. talk about SpongeBob. He kept relighting his cigar to put it out on Taylor, which was kind of weird. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, he only did it to me once. I don't know why he did it to you 15 times. <laughs> let's talk about SpongeBob. Okay, yeah, give us a go-ahead on the rundown from what was happening in Bikini Bottom last week. Okay, so last, <laughs> last week in Bikini Bottom, um, so Plankton built this crazy machine that, like, switches lives with a guy, and he said, I'm going to switch lives with this red guy from across the street. And so he basically, he lived as Mr. Krabs for a week, uh, a day, not a week. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Talk about you a rundown about the like plankton it? figure. Is he a so, you know, is he a you big know, player in the Heisman race? Not really. He's kind of just a little green guy. See, yeah. See, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard that he has that <laughs> dog in him, despite his size. Is plankton a twink? Um, maybe according to like some, maybe like your definition. Hmm. What are the gambling angles on plankton? How can I how can I lay my money down on the the plankton? Well, if you've really been paying attention, I I don't think you're gonna want to bet anything on that guy. Oh, I can fade him. That's what I mean. I can I can uh bait I can bet to for him to do terribly. So, oh uh, um, yeah, that's a good one because that's probably what's gonna happen because that's always what happens in Bikini Bottom, which is where I am uh, uh, calling from, evidently. Yeah, you so have how to did Plankton like living as Mr. Krabs? Was it enjoyable? Was it not what he expected? No, no, it was not enjoyable. He hated um, being Mr. Krabs. Here's why. Here's why I hated that. Now let me run this down for you. So if you if you watch uh, SpongeBob or if you're in the kind of SpongeBob fandom and uh, community, you know that you know SpongeBob. You know him. You know who SpongeBob is. I do. Yeah. You guys know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you know SpongeBob, he's kind of, I mean, he's a real bastard. <laughs> so he really, he annoyed Plankton, who was Mr. Plankton, because he's Mr. Krabs, but as Plankton. And he really annoyed him. And, like, he's just really obnoxious. So Plankton was, it was getting on his nerves. He kind of, he started to understand why Squidward had to hang himself that one time. <laughs> <laughs> And also his daughter is uh, a whale, a big fat whale, and she's really loud and annoying. And he just he hated it, man. Oh, he hated it. Does um does yeah, this Mr. Just... Krabs have a wife, or was um his his daughter born out of wedlock? I think uh, he's a widower. I... Yeah, yeah. I think oh, his I, I think his wife died. <laughs> I think think Mr. Krabs' wife was brutally murdered somehow. He died at at Waco. She died at Waco. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at the Waco Wikipedia unrelated to the podcast right now. And that's Mrs. Krabs. (laughs) Burned alive. If I'm not mistaken, the ATF actually just domed her, right? 
<laughs> yeah, it was it wasn't the fire. They just uh yeah, no scoper. All right. So why so this is so his whole deal really is to steal like the Krabby Patty secret formula so he can uh, become rich like Mr. Krabs and run a big successful restaurant like the Krusty Krab, which is the restaurant uh Mr. Krabs is the owner of and where uh the titular sponge Bob is employed. <laughs> and and squidward rest in peace god rest his soul and so he just he wants to he's got a computer wife that gives him holographic meatloaf and he's like shit i gotta switch lives with um with this big fat red man see yeah (laughs) if this is really bad if this is really bad i want henry (laughs) to replace uh uh, my voice with uh, Mario 64 voice lines. <laughs> I have a question for the Bikini Bottom correspondent. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so you've known, you've uh, lived yeah. in America, you've been on Twitter, you're in our group chats, you've also been in the Bikini Bottom. Would you say that um, <laughs> marrying a computer wife like Karen is a lot like e-dating on Twitter or no? Um. No, I don't think so, because really the real difference is on Twitter, you know, it's somebody on the other end of the internet. But on but with a computer wife, it's really just it's just the computer part. Yeah. And so that's that's really the real difference is that, you know, e-dating, you're talking to a real fat, smelly person. And on and with a computer wife, you're just talking to a uh, computer like like right now like i'm talking to jack the yeah. real guy yeah i think jack's uh, like kind of like karen you know he's like calling the police on black people no no no, no. yeah no jack does he he told me that nah yeah, he said but um, it's okay it's it's okay though because i'm gay so <laughs> <laughs> say that <laughs> no that's what you said that was your excuse I did not say that. Yeah, um, I do have a quick question about Karen, actually. So much in the realm of what Jack was saying about, you know, an e-girl or e-dating versus Karen on the computer. Um, does Karen also have the over-exaggerated wings on her uh, on her eyebrows? Or is that just something through e-dating that's become popular? Um. I don't think Karen has eyes. I think that's the oh, real wow. that's the real uh kicker here. Yeah, what does uh Miss Karen have actually? Does she have anything? Um or like is she tubes, just, you know, just screen? You know, a screen yeah. and some tubes and a weird line that kind of moves up and down, which is really, you know, that's that's where you understand why Plankton married her. Yeah. Wait, she she With has the wings. Weird she has wings. What? I don't I remember Karen having wings. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I thought you said wings. I, I thought, or I th- maybe Tyler said wings. I don't know. Uh, that's what I heard. I Tyler, are you talking about wings? <laughs> yeah, no, I was saying like the the eyelash wings. You know, the oh, really okay, exaggerated ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I was I was getting confused because I'm kind of if I if I win a bunch of money off of college football gambling, I'm probably going to get some pretty crazy body mods on me, like some some body modifications. I'm probably going to get inset wings. Uh, I'm gonna, probably going to get the Chinese bone breaking surgery or operation on my neck, so I get I have a giraffe neck. 
If yeah, I got I rich, the one body modification I would get is big green pores. Mm. Like Spongebob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you don't want to sway, you can just put a cork in there and be like, okay, I'm done. Like There this. were, you know, there was a lot of good jokes in this episode. By the way, the title is The Algae's Always Greener, uh, a reference to uh, the famous saying, <laughs> the grass is always greener you know you're, wow. you know there's a lot of a lot of great jokes in this episode and but i feel like the one joke that didn't land was when mr krabs called spongebob into his office and pressed the button under his desk that locks the door remotely <laughs> <laughs> and they framed it like it was supposed to be funny like you're supposed to laugh at this but you know i take stuff like that pretty seriously yeah, I'm I'm laughing to be clear, I'm not laughing about the content of that episode. It's obviously yeah. awful. I'm just laughing at the fact they'd include it. That's hilarious. It's yeah, like, it's it would... really like shocking when you see it. You're like, I cannot <laughs> believe that they put and it's obviously a reference to that one guy. Yeah, the, Jack the Matt Jack. Lauer who would Jack Jack, Jack L. Jack L, yeah. <laughs> who would lock women in his like office when he was the host of the Today Show. No, oh, oh. but it's so it's so great to be down here in Bikini Bottom with all the guys, you know, the classic guys, SpongeBob, Patrick. Can I ask you a question? Etc. Yeah. Uh, it, so, how can you like talk underwater? How does that work? Is it like a BoJack Horseman underwater episode situation yeah. where you I think he's like Sandy, playing? Uh, Sandy is, it like the Don- is it like the Donkey Kong Nintendo uh, uh, Game Boy uh, le- water level? Is it kind of like that? <laughs> I no, I Donkey actually have country. to. <laughs> I have to collect coins so I can keep breathing. Okay, like Mario like sixty four, or is it more of like you know a, a Sonic situation where fast place music is going to start playing if you don't come to the surface? And like, no, it's just. I feel like the guy who made Mario sixty four must have spent a lot of time underwater because it's exactly like that where you have to collect the coins. Okay, so kind of more like a Rayman two for Sega Dreamcast kind of scenario. I don't know, dude. I don't play video games. I'm not a nerd. Oh, okay. I thought you'd be <laughs> no, like Sandy. What? Like the, I thought you'd be like Sandy who, Cheeks. Like an air dome? Yeah, yeah. She's not in that this episode, so I feel like you shouldn't talk about her. Keep oh. her name out of your mouth, dude. Yeah, that's his girl. That's <laughs> no, that's my, that's my friend SpongeBob's woman, dude. <laughs> really messed up when they tried to make spongebob gay you guys remember this yeah they tried to make him gay with buzz lightyear <laughs> yeah i think it was actually taylor himself trying to make him gay um which is oh listen listen that was completely <laughs> that was just listen i had a little too much to drink ah uh, okay well you know as they say boys will be boys so i'm gonna go on from here you know is jack I need yeah. you to answer this. Is SpongeBob a twink? <laughs> <laughs> I think you could say that. You seem to know like, a lot about it. I, I don't know. I, I'm not the guy you should be labeling people as twinks, but I don't know. He Patrick Star kind of towers over him, so I think it's fair enough to call him a twink. I was watching a different SpongeBob episode, the one that's attached to this one. You know how it's like two 11 minute long episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's the one where SpongeBob becomes a lifeguard, and there's a oh, part yeah. where uh, he like 
is blushing while Larry's talking to him and he like hugs Larry and Larry's like, whoa there. And I'm like, dude, that's not okay in these times. Yeah. Like doing that. Yeah. Man, I can't believe they got away with it back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I mean you can't you can't just go around like pushing little gay guys to hug you away from you. You need to hug them back. <laughs> <laughs> little gay guys. <laughs> <laughs> Like Hornswoggle? Like, uh, like Jack L. (laughs) Can I just say that if if that was, like, really embarrassing, (laughs) Tyler should cut it all out. (laughs) Or, like, pitch my voice down so I sound like a cyber terrorist. Or maybe pitch my voice up. You know. You you, you should sound like a Kanye West soul sample. That'd be cool. Yeah. Bye. They oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to add some, like, crowd noise to the background whenever you're speaking so I can, you know, really give you the Bikini Bottom experience. So that kind of wraps it up for our Bikini Bottom correspondent. And I think we're going to go ahead and switch over to the WNBA, if I'm correct. Oh, the Chicago yeah, so, Sky lost, so I'm not in the mood to talk about the WNBA anymore. Yeah, I did see Candace Parker did put up pretty good numbers, another former Tennessee great. She, yeah, she's great. Um, yeah, I, I do think the Sky are going to probably win that series at least. I don't know what you think about that, but I don't know. Connecticut, really? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know why Connecticut has WNBA team, but it's it's not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're in Connecticut, you're probably just like, I don't know, committing tax fraud or something, or just already very rich and you don't have time for peasant activities like watching sports. So I really think they should be relocated anyways. Yeah, Connecticut doesn't need professional sports. Yeah, no. they should be in New York or Boston. Yeah. yeah I uh, think Boston has a WNBA team. They yeah, they they one. Hmm. Yeah, Boston really doesn't is either. of a city, sadly. Imagine so, if they had um, a team in Philly. Oh, man. To be honest, Philly is one of the few cities I can see like rocking with a WNBA team. Like, getting really upset. You need some. Philly just needs more activities they can be degenerate at. So, you know, imagine like a two p.m. Thursday game. Bunch of Philly fans are in the crowd, and they're just you know completely wasted, just yelling at the refs. Like that's kind of the vibe that I think would make Pittsburgh or not Pittsburgh, Philly, a great city for WNBA team. You build the single-purpose WNBA stadium right by Skid Row, and you're having a hopping crowd in uh, <laughs> oh, Phil- yes. Philadelphia, PA. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. Henry, do you have any predictions about who's going to win WNBA championship? Or? Um, I think that the Sky and the Las Vegas Aces are going to meet up in the finals next round, and I think that my Sky are going to repeat as champions. Nice, nice. Yeah, I I do kind of like the Storm as much as I hate to say it. Uh, Brianna Stewart, uh, she's a certified hooper, going to be honest. Um, she had a just, you know, she has some nice footwork. Um, she had a kind of a crossover left-right step-back shot to kind of seal the game. Uh, I think it was today, actually. And that kind of locked me in as a Brianna Stewart fan. Um but, of course, I'm always going to rep the Chicago Sky as long as Candace Parker's on the team and support whatever team Candace Parker is on in the future. So, you know, 
I think that's going to be, I mean, I'm ride or die Candace Parker. When I grew up in Tennessee, uh, Lady Vols were just huge with Pat Summit and Candace Parker. Um, it was kind of crazy. Like even, uh, honestly, it may have been even a bigger thing than, than the NBA itself at the time, just seeing the Lady Vols play because, I mean, it's Knoxville. The closest pro teams are like three and a half hours away in Atlanta. So everyone's going hard for any any Tennessee team whatsoever. Um, baseball team, if they're good, they're going for them. Women's basketball, they're going for them. So it's fun to see her still around, doing pretty well. And honestly, she's a great addition to TNT as well. Um, oh, yeah. Like, on their yeah. on their Tuesday night crew. Their Tuesday night crew kind of sucks usually, but she is pretty nice. Um, the, like, kind of chubby white guy they have that was, like, a nepotism hire. Like, he sucks so bad. Um, <laughs> I forget his name even. Like, but he sucks. Like, I'm just, Dwayne Wade, I mean, I don't think he's ready for broadcasting at all. Like, Not he has a hot Wade, wife. Yeah. Just go just go hang out with her. Like, you know, you're good. You all need this, man. Yeah, so, I mean, I felt like I had some pretty thorough analysis of the WNBA. If we have anything else we want to discuss, or should we just wrap up? That probably, I just want to say another reason I'm so honored to come on the podcast. That, that great WNBA segment we just heard probably, probably makes this podcast the premier WNBA podcast. Yeah. yeah, I really yeah. think so. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, lots yeah. of these, like, media voices, they, like, pay lip service, you know, but they don't devote time to their shows to talking about this stuff, you know? No. Right. Do we hear about others, uh, sports um, podcasts talking about the WNBA? In fact, one uh, that snubbed DLG like that? No, not nope. really. I, I didn't hear them talk about yeah. it. They told they in fact I, I, well, okay, I shouldn't say that, but I think they they expressly told me I couldn't talk about the WNBA even though I wanted to. But anyway, we won't we won't talk we won't discuss them further. Yeah, I mean yeah. I heard that they also used the same like office that Jack Lamb has, you know, with the button that locks women inside. Really? Yeah, they they have the exact same one and they're even more prolific with it than you are. Wow. That's hard yeah, to believe. They, they also as kind of a uh it's kind of an intro or like a jumping into the podcast like the crips crips and blood stew they they waterboarded me with malort and i didn't really appreciate that i mean i just i wanted my shot at the big time podcast world but i didn't really think i'd uh, have to go through that so that was kind of a traumatic i'm just, I'm, I'm glad there's nothing that's happened uh so far in my experience with this podcast uh, other what uh, i will say what happened on the learjet stays on the learjet that's it's, it's okay jack i understand the process yeah um i mean you know what happens happens on the learjet uh when i was you know I, when i was in the studio right now i'm in the minneapolis uh a little bit remote yeah, we got two locations when i was in business you need to do out there yeah when I was in Chicago, um, I was forced Chicago handshake with Malort, and I'm pretty sure that was the worst thing I've ever done. Um, right. Absolutely awful alcohol. D- don't do it, man. It's it's disgusting. I don't know what country that's from, but I really think the U.S. needs to reprioritize their like Ukraine bucks and just send them to nuking whatever country came up with Malort. Like, I'm done with it. It's over. I think that's pretty pretty much it for our pod tonight um yeah i think so i want to thank dlg for being the inaugural guest it's, i mean we're honored to have you 
it was an honor for me, guys. I uh, really appreciate you letting me uh, talk football and uh, spread the good word of uh, running the ball and dog mindset. Yeah, always um, welcome in. Yeah, that's pretty good. I do have one quick request for Henry. Um, I think you had a little bit of a stand-up bit to do, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Oh. Oh, well. yeah. So let's let's run it back a little bit from our trailer days. It's the deal. Scott Frost getting the fifth year in Nebraska. I went 3-21 in games where I trailed at halftime. I would kill myself. 